0: For whatever reason, Seth, your background looks almost fake. Like you have a halo as if it's fake.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. oh,
1: yeah, you do. That's funny. Maybe
0: oh.
1: hey, if I sit back just a little bit.
0: Oh, there you go.
2: <laughs> no, Now you look like Jesus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that whole background. Minus the beard.
3: It's Jesus, Seth. Yeah, except Jesus had brown hair.
0: And well, holy done. shit, you got a haircut.
3: Welcome, my children. He you're did like get a haircut.
0: You're all civilized and shit. <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> Let's not go too far, Jenna.
0: Welcome, sentient beings from all known universes and beyond.
2: and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Linda. I'm Audie. Charles. I'm Seth.
0: I'm Jenna and joining us again for an awesome week, as our guest star is Benito of GoRPG.
2: Yay! welcome.
4: And thanks for having me on when I get to be a part of the show. so. <laughs> and our esteemed
1: Game Master.
2: Yes. yes.
0: Did you say game master or gay master? Because <laughs> game no. oh, wow, there
3: is a difference. Uh, <laughs> gay master is not this podcast. Oh, so actually, oh. I, yeah, I maybe I don't know. maybe. Yeah. yeah,
1: don't
4: always so, know what you think. You know,
3: not, not today's podcast. <laughs> no.
1: Today so. on questioning our sexuality with John
2: Powers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I question nothing. I question nothing. <laughs> So today we're going to be talking
2: about a couple I have of movies. More
3: questions about your hair turning grayer and grayer each episode than I have about sexuality. So it's oh, today we're going to talk about a couple
2: a couple of episodes <laughs> or a couple of shows that um, uh, two shows specifically that were on Netflix, um, sci-fi shows that um, were leaving movies? Netflix that we decided to watch.
3: We um, when you use the word we, yeah, we is a really it. strong.
0: <laughs> After COVID, I think a lot of people are are digging at the bottom of the barrel now to see what's left oh, to right. sci fi room to watch that maybe they were meaning to but haven't yet.
1: Right now no, these- Bill chooses movies like like an uh, a hyperactive kid chooses candy at the store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'll watch anything with Scarlett Johansson, so
2: Right, right. So we're going to, so two movies that were on Netflix that were leaving that we decided to watch before they were gone for forever. (laughs) And then another movie that Seth recommended um, we watch and and talk about. And um, I had fully intended to watch, uh, but didn't quite make it. But I still will. By the next I'll believe episode.
1: it when I see
2: it.
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> and uh, so we're going to talk about those movies and whether we liked them or hated them and maybe what we liked about them, what we didn't like. Um, they are still out there in the ether somewhere. They're just not currently on Netflix. So you might have to hunt for them a little bit. Um, so the first one we'll start with is called Under the Skin. And it starred uh, Scarlett Johansson as an alien. Right, John? um
3: Ooh. actually um that was never really established
0: no she might have just been when you read the reviews it's like you don't know if she's an alien or if she's an ai tool created by an extraterrestrial force to collect or Which, uh, something
3: it's like the, even the extraterrestrial context is inferred so it's yeah
1: like- so this movie took place in scotland everyone in the movie speaks english but fun fact, <laughs> Charlotte Johansson is the only one you can understand without subtitles.
0: But, but here's the fun thing that's interesting with, because this director had had this for a long time. Mm-hmm. He is known for music videos, being very powerful. He wanted to do something different because originally the book this is based on was about a Scottish farmer and his wife and Brad Pitt was going to be a part of it. He's like, nah, we'll just do it with <laughs> ScarJo. And we're going to do something different so a lot of those conversations she has when the van stops it's hidden cameras with people who don't know they're being filmed right and that um, and then you almost have to wonder if that's part of the reason they had her do their her right. hair like they did because there's a an awe of her beauty and then you have to wonder if they're like wait she looks familiar right but not quite. well.
2: yeah right and and some of the stuff i read said that uh they had to go through quite a number of of uh, secret filmings because uh, a number of guys would not sign the release form after trying to be seduced by Scarlett Johansson uh, as part of the show. And my, what my, why do you
3: think that is? Why do you think I that think is? that
2: is because they either had spouses or girlfriends who, if they saw the video,
3: would no longer <laughs> be their spouses or girlfriends. I think it's that they acted so badly that had it shot poor them, acting. So- no. No, they, they, their
2: behavior
0: oh,
3: hey. was so bad on
2: camera. They popped camera.
0: off, maybe.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: That yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. They probably was- revealed their true selves and had their significant others seen their true selves, they wouldn't have been significant anymore. They would
0: have just like, been others. How many guys like tried to literally jump in the van? I'll just take you there, I swear. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> I'll, I'll help you there, maybe. All right. All right. you get to black
1: void you saying, I am in? <laughs>
0: as long as it was her void right right so I mean is I don't know it I thought it was well executed as an experiment I mean it's yeah. not everyone's cup of tea sure I would have preferred more background but or some background
3: even so background would have been nice
1: <laughs> like well but, from a storytelling perspective I did not think it did a good job.
2: I don't think it did either.
5: I, I remember watching it. I, I didn't watch it recently, but I watched it years ago. Yeah. And I thought it was a horrible movie. Yeah.
3: Really? What's
2: that you? If you,
5: you have a point, then you're going to be sadly disappointed. But Yeah. It, and I, if and you just you, want you to go know. on
3: journey, then yeah, sure. But
5: Now, if I'd known it was some sort of weird experimental uh, camera, that might have been different, maybe.
3: Well, it wasn't. It wasn't
2: meant to be an experimental candid camera. It was meant to be a story of this woman who's an alien.
0: But that's not what I read, Bill. I've read a couple of different sources that the whole technique was, it was meant to be an experiment. He knows it's a non-traditional movie and like the lack of a background and the way he said he was trying to film from the perspective of the AI doing the collection in itself. And that's where it kind of lends to, Maybe she wasn't really biologically an alien, but a tool because she didn't exist. And then all of a sudden she does exist. She does this thing and she's growing sense of awareness. Right. And as she like tends that uh, self-awareness increases, that's when she starts becoming less communicative because she's spending more time in her head instead of externally performing the function. Right.
2: That's her and, look for uh, most uh, of the so, show, right there. Yeah, I saw her as as <laughs> as developing more a sense of of humanity as as she went on because yeah. you kind of see that in the way that she first captures, um, uh, you know, the guy out I'll, I'll calling the Elephant Man for lack of a uh, name well, because well, he. Hold on for hold because on really of quick,
3: sensitivity. But, yeah,
1: because I I want to do a couple things here. First, let's. Do a really quick overview of the movie. Okay. And then, since Benito is our guest and has actually made movies, I'd like to get his input.
5: Sure. Scar Joe reads well, a shopping list. There's the movie. I'd like to just laugh one more time at the idea that um, filming somebody thinking makes good cinema. <laughs> What's that? Well,
1: <laughs>
5: Charles, Charles had a good
1: job. But
3: yeah, you totally missed it, and it's sad, but we'll laugh at your expense. So, okay. cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, so the movie, uh, we start off, uh, we see Scarlett Johansson basically, uh, like, undressing her double and, like, dressing, and then she is kind of out on the streets, uh, kind of trying to pick up men just randomly. And one of the interesting things is that she she's always asking do you live anyone? Do you have any family? Are you on your own? Mm -hmm. Just kind of trying to establish, like pick out the
2: people that wouldn't be missed was my thought. And so
1: as she like picks up a couple different guys, she brings them back to her place and they walk into this black void. And as they follow her in, they go down into this black lake, like we're seeing on the screen right now.
2: Yeah, and they're disrobing as they walk through the black void along with ScarJo, but she's walking on the surface, this shiny black surface, and they're walking on the black surface, shiny black surface, uh, but then they slowly begin to sink beneath it.
3: So yeah. are we assuming there's some mesmerizing effect going on here? Because yes. It's like, even if you're going to like follow a woman into a dark uh, hobble, I mean... At a certain point, you just keep walking, and the only thing you see is your own naked reflection on the floor and Scarlett Johansson ahead of you. And it's like, is is this creepy? I mean, you can't see anything outside. It's like, that would be terrifying to me. Right. And nice that's part know. of it. Scarlett
0: Johansson would not be terrifying for me. Not, not, <laughs> not, 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 not <laughs> but, but would hmm. being
3: in, in a totally and darkened huge space with no way to see the sides, Be a little bit intimidating. I see inside of my head all the time anyway.
0: (laughs) That's
1: kind of the broad overview of how the movie starts. Uh, Benito, what did you think about the movie overall? I really, I really like this movie and it's
4: just because it's the type of movies that I like to make also. And the thing is I I want you to use your imagination because you can fill in the gaps and, and create a story that's more tailored to you or what you think and I don't have to spoon feed you because the things I'm spoon feeding you may not make sense to you or it may not be your train of thought or your reality. And so if you can fill in those gaps on your own, the story becomes yours. And it, it's something that you believe and you will understand. And so that's what I liked about this film is they gave you just enough mm-hmm. to to kind of give you a an idea of what's happening, but you get to fill in the rest. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when you try to cram a... A big story or something into an hour and a half, you lose a lot. So, you yeah. fill in the yeah. gaps, and then you just make it—you make it—you make it a great movie, or you make it a crappy movie. So, in my opinion, if you don't like the movie, it's because you made it a crappy movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually,
0: but you know what that reminds me of—it rem- makes me think of a quote from Stephen King in his movie uh, *A Memoir* on, or in his book *A Memoir on the Craft*, where he likens writing to uh, a form of telepathy. And that he's encouraged writers to never try and put too much detail because people are going to see what they're going to see in their head anyway. So you want to give them enough to be in the environment and be a part of the story, but you never want to try and put every single thing that you see in your head in theirs.
4: Right. And don't get me wrong. I like movies that, that's that, that spoon feed me. So don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying every movie has to be that way, you know, comedies and goofy super adventure movies and things like that. Those are a blast. So I like, I like them both, but I, I did appreciate this one because it left so much for you to, to help create the story. So I actually and really I, enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. And I, and I like that too, because I like movies that, like I said, make you think a little bit. And I also like to be able to discuss it with somebody to see, did their experience parallel mine? Did they, Mm, come to the, the same, same thought that I had to it, or yeah. what is their perspective? How did they interpret the things we saw? And right. uh, I think that makes it really interesting and something that you want to talk about for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool.
1: And for me, I come at it from uh, from a writing a story perspective. And if you don't give me character motivation, I'm just left wondering why is this person doing this thing? Uh, wh- what's going on? Why? The, like, there if there's too many... I'm okay with thinking about things, but you can take it too far. Like like uh, Jenna was saying about the detail in the story. You can go too far and add far too much detail. Uh, kind of, I think, yeah. J.R.R. R., J. R. R. Tolkien did this, and he just, like, put too much in the lord of the rings and it's just not an just not the best read it's still a masterpiece but there's a bunch that could have like been taken out to make it a better story but if you take too much away then we have no idea what middle earth is like
4: well let me ask this then so then when you watch the movie did you read did you honestly your honest your honest opinion? Did you really not understand what was going on?
1: I understood like what was happening, but I didn't understand any of the why. It was a bunch of it seemed like a bunch of unconnected <laughs> events.
0: And this is but why I think, I think she's a tool. She's not an actual biological extraterrestrial. She is a tool that gains awareness, and then what you pick up from because the other one shut down, was killed, who knows what at the beginning of the movie that she takes the clothes from. Maybe they hit a threshold where See,
3: they gain don't... enough
0: self awareness that they can't process anymore, and then a new one has to be built to go out and collect.
2: Mm-hmm. I figured that was just a, a, a person that they killed so that well, they could use that skin, yeah. that body, because the skin basically was, <clears throat> you you see at the end where she kind of, the skin gets torn off and she ends up
3: taking it off. But the first thing you see is this guy coming kind of up the stairs with that body, like there's a vendor down at the bottom of the stairs that sells, you know, dead girls' bodies. And it's like, he yeah, purposely so- walks to the van, throws it in, he never says a word. What is the importance of the guy on the motorcycle? He,
4: yeah.
3: I, he's, he's. In
4: my opinion, he's just, he's just making sure that things run smoothly. Like, right. yeah, you, I don't think that you can. I don't think that you can uh, leave it up to one being, one machine to make sure everything's done correctly. I think you need a backup plan. And I really, I think it's right. a
0: cleanup tool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: the
1: cleaner is what I said. You're right. But once again, that's never actually made clear. You're left. You're. We're assuming that. But do we need to know why? I mean,
4: we can Uh, see what he's he's doing.
1: I think they should make (laughs) it clear why.
2: Well, and I think think (laughs) they (laughs) kind of did because because we (laughs) see him, you know, cleaning up after. For example, when she released the elephant man from the black void and let him go back home, we see the motorcycle man in the house and he's realized that something's happened. And the next thing we do is we see the you're motorcycle man.
3: Automated. You're proclaiming these things like they're facts, Bill.
2: <clears throat> well, no, I'm, I'm describing what know. happened in the show. No, so not. we you're see the motorcycle man there around. at the house, and then he's looking around like something's wrong, and he's looking into the mirror that ScarJo was looking in when looking she was around. reflecting on herself, I think. You
3: yeah, could just say that. He's looking and before
2: around. she let the elephant man go.
0: And then we I see think- the... The motorcycle when man. Let,
3: when did she let the elephant
0: man go? Now I. So can, the, can we stop real quick and yeah. not call him the elephant man? They refer to him as the deformed man, and I think it's important because okay. that's that was not makeup.
3: No,
2: I, I understand. That
0: was generally his face, and he's an activist and an actor. Right. So, uh, you know, to refer to him as the elephant man, considering the historical.
3: I thought it was makeup. I apologize no, That's that
0: not, is he yeah. is he is generally deformed in that way
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: right? and
0: so uh, I think refer to him as the i m d b cast refer to him as the deformed man because that is his actual face, right.
5: which I thought okay. was
0: very brave and good yeah. in showing work given to people mm-hmm. of alternative backgrounds, like. Let's, let's do that. Sorry. Well, thank you, yeah. Thanks
2: so so
3: that, that's important. Yeah. So oh, he, yes.
2: he heads out after the deformed man to take care of him, to eliminate him basically. And he races to the guy's house where the guy's trying to get back to, he ends up hitting him over the head, throwing him in the trunk of a car and driving off. And we never I see don't him. I don't anymore.
3: remember him getting up. The last thing I saw, the deformed man was going into the black ooze like that yes, one guy. And right. then
1: he did get out
0: running through the field.
1: Yeah. He was running through the field and she
0: walks out and he walks out after her.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Like what in the actual fuck? (laughs) Right.
1: Like, yeah. So like from one of the things that I was thinking, like throughout the whole movie, is like whatever the goal is behind these abductions,
3: it's a bad plan. Why? Because it she got like two whole people. Well, we don't know what the plan was. So we don't know if it's executed badly because we don't know what they're actually trying to do. Well, I'm I,
1: like, all you have is assumptions, but in my assumptions, like she's there to blend in and get as many people as she can. And she's got this backup to clean up
4: after her. Well, you're but- saying that you're saying she's the only one doing it. That doesn't make any sense because right. okay. such a, sm- with one human is only supplying such a small amount of energy, of food, whatever you want to call it, if if this organism or this this entity is send, is, is needing people and things, or I'm sorry, people to gain things, one little person's not going to be enough. You have to assume right. she's part of a lot of them doing the exact same thing. Well, so, and, I don't think and, it's a bad plan. I that's think that's where they is a Right. Some and and we
2: definitely see that there's at least three motorcycle men because oh, okay. there's three to, of them that split off. They go, go of that searching out, for so. ScarJo <laughs> when she disappears. It's right. art, Sam. It's, it's and that's
1: art. just in the area she's. We'll there get takedown notices on that. That's
4: just in the area she's in. You're talking about the three motorcyclists or four. There could be pockets all over. Yeah, We're right, just right.
2: right. This part. We right. don't need to see all of them. Right. So we just know that there's more than just this one group. Right. No, we
3: don't. We don't know. We don't know no. anything. We know nothing. We don't do
1: any background on this. Yeah. All we know yeah. is that there's Garjo and there's the other guy who's. Probably cleaning up after her, but we don't know.
2: Well, there's it's at least three of them.
3: I know, I know some. two. Yes. No, 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 Bill's right. At one point, he was followed by two other motorcycle guys. Again, why? Don't know. Are you? Well, they to- split up. That's when. That's when Scar disappeared. Down his theories, proclaiming them to be fact, because there so, are no facts in this movie at all. There's there no- are
4: to him in his mind. It's however you interpret
1: it. it. That's how he interprets it. Well, here's a thought for
2: me. So, no, that's yeah. how he's interpreting it.
3: He's interpreting it as if this was for fact to everyone who's listening to this podcast. Well, I'm not and in. There are no facts in this movie. There all. are. No,
2: there's a fact so- that there's three motorcycle men.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, would yeah, your but Jen's opinion? So that, here's a thought. So there are now, like, follow me on this. Yeah. There are now actual robots being used as an experiment in retirement homes. They have a purpose so let's say you were going to do a film from the perspective of one of these assistant companionship robots Mm -hmm. there would be consciousness and an act uh, of awareness they'd probably upload a program and then you're doing your task and if you're an advanced enough robot in theory Maybe you start gaining consciousness because of all the things you learn, and then you shut down. What What do you see or know of your existence based purely on that that blip? And I feel like that's where that's kind of the experiment. We're being shown the blip of a of a tool. Uh,
3: So we're seeing AI, an AI, like wake up.
0: Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you just suddenly you're in consciousness, and here you are. Here is your world. You you have programming of what you're supposed to do and react to in the world, but you don't have the why. You just do because that's the formula. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you're taking in information, you adapt.
5: But I, I'd like to. There is something in um, because this struck me. It's been a while since I've seen this movie, but uh, it it's very similar. I I thought. Um. Uh, to like life force or space vampires, remember that one. Yeah. Except except that actress didn't need a uh, uh, fur coat to do her job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: did have a lovely
2: fur coat.
0: <laughs> we do have two other films to get through on this podcast. Is there any other final thoughts on this? Do, but as a vote, should people? Give it a
2: chance and watch,
4: or just yeah. go ahead and take cool. it out of your Netflix list. I think they should 100%. give it a chance. Let me it's, let me ask John something real quick, too. Oh, please. So John is probably the most vocal about not liking this movie. Oh, no, I,
3: I didn't like it. No. I actually, it's like I don't think it's a movie, <laughs> I really don't. I, I don't what? think it exists. As there's the- no premise, there's no plot, there's no nothing. But okay, go ahead, please. <laughs> if you want to take that as dissent, yeah, sure. So my question,
4: here's my question. I feel like you just, I feel like you have a lot of questions you don't understand, but you've watched it now. I want to know your honest opinion on what do you think that it, it was about? Based on what little bits you were given, what kind of story did you put together?
3: What did I put together? Um, uh, for a story. Uh, basically, yeah, alien robot designed to be seductive. Uh, with minimal vocabulary, uh, lures men in and sucks the meat out of their their skin to transport to an alien planet for some strange reason.
4: Okay, now, uh, we didn't okay. know anything about the planet. No, no.
3: <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, there's, it's, well, all right, so well, you that's know, you draw the line in what what I, terms I, of... But we I also remember... So,
4: but, but, John, I, I think you got it. I think I think that's what the premise was. For I me, think you got it, it.
3: But it's like, if people like to have premises, if people like to have plots, if people like to have character dialogue, you are not going to like this movie. You're going to have to imply everything. And if that's what you like, it it's like this. I, I told you, I told Seth and Bill that <laughs> I now want to find Scarlett Johansson at any convention. Oh, no. I'll stand in line all day and <laughs> I'll only have one question. I don't need you to sign anything. <laughs> I don't want wow. to. I just want to know what the fuck were you thinking <laughs> when you did this movie? And it's like, was it money? Did you need money because you were doing MCU stuff at that time? It's like, <laughs> is it where you just felt like doing art flicks? Did someone have pictures of you? What? 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 Why did you do this movie? It's like I want to know. That's what I get. That's out of this movie. That's what I want. I want to know why she did it. I well, really. And here's the stuff. thing. So there's
0: he- this amazing thing called the internet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where she does talk about why she did it and why she just wanted to leap out and try something different because there's Mm. a reason that this is her only like agreed upon fully nude movie, I think. Well, then what it was her first is that minimum her first?
3: You obviously read it, so what, what, why did she do it?
0: No, now you have (laughs) me irritated, so go look it up yourself. It's an easy question (laughs) to find. I
1: (laughs) I was gonna say, I'm glad that we've now had John explain on the program exactly how he's going to get a restraining order from Scarlett
3: Johansson. Johansson. I am going to be very humble because I sincerely want to know. Yeah, that'll help. help. And and here's the thing. This was
2: not a spur of the moment decision by her to appear in this film because she had been talking to the director about it for four years before they started filming. Mm -hmm. So she knew what the plot and premise was and she had been considering appearing in it for up to four years before it actually started filming
5: but i I remember when i watched this thinking it could be the whole alien kind of deal or i don't remember thinking that ai but it also just could be a woman that's escaped from a mental institution did you watch the end oh i don't remember now but
2: yeah when she pulls the skin off and then she's just got this black, oh, alien-type body. Yeah,
5: you know
4: what? I see where Charles is going. I like that. I think that's cool. Well, what, what did you get out of it? Benito? you know? I like that. Um, well, well in, until I knew it was AI. I mean, the story for me is the same as what we've been talking about. The only difference now is being AI opposed to, you know, an alien. But, yeah, I got the same thing. You know, it, for whatever reason, this entity needed human... Basically, I think it's meat. I don't think they're getting essence or soul. It was, it showed the meat sucking it out of. the... Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason the they like the, the
2: skin.
5: Yeah, right? <laughs> well, but yeah, yeah. true. But Too wouldn't it would <laughs> be better if, if they had it was um, the... included a Mad Libs companion to go with this.
1: <laughs> so, like, No, I'm on
4: board with everything Jen is saying. What she what she said she read about what the film was about, that's really the interpretation I No, got, but other than the AI based Alien
0: the the AI thing I took for myself only because of the fact that she seemed to grow more confused about her lack of biological uh, makeup. And the, the scene that stood out to me really is being the most powerful is she goes to have intercourse with the Scottish man who has been kind to her. And he's like, there's no hole, but he doesn't say that. What you, where you figure that out is she stands up and like, what in the actual fuck grabs a lamp and you see her from behind, like looking down, like there is no hole and yeah. she is thoroughly confused. Right. So if it's a creature who was biologically something else before and is just wearing a skin as a costume, they would understand the limits of their orifices.
3: I would thing
2: so
0: it's like she's <laughs>
3: well unless
2: the their procreation of the is completely a, different no. the putting that as a title.
0: i love it that's a great title no so yes. she's she's learning about her own body as as she's going through time when her consciousness and that's what took tipped me off to the I AI. See. and then i think that's where like there's been some theories, Entity, Entity AI, people don't know, but I'm like, that before I even read, because I didn't reread any of the reviews until oh, okay. I watched
3: it. So,
4: so I can hold on to my my alien end of it then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: All
4: right. But oh. yeah, like, I, I think my premise is the same, you know,
3: mm-hmm. uh,
4: the consciousness and the becoming aware and becoming more compassionate. And, yeah. So, but I think based on this thing right now, I think everybody that is going to want to watch it, whether they like it or not <laughs> yet, I think they're going to want to. <laughs>
2: and, and where you saw her ai becoming more conscious i saw her as an alien beginning to um come to grips with humanity and start to feel something because before she gets before she meets the deformed man she finds two other men that she takes to the black void and they just succumb and and are disposed of right and those men were much more into the whole sexual thing with her, whereas the deformed man wasn't. And she almost had to really yeah.
3: press she had, and seduce she had a, him yeah, she had to get she- him
2: into her world. And I think that made her think. And it and because we see right after that <laughs> when she leaves the house, that's when she starts leaving that world that she knew with the motorcycle man behind and she begins driving off into the Scottish countryside and and leaving her her you know uh, van that she was collecting these guys in and going and trying to find herself I think so so for me it was an alien that was beginning to come to grips with what humanity was and what it meant to be a human so uh, that's just kind of how I saw it but next show
1: yeah, we should probably move on yeah. to Akira before we've got a two-hour show on our hands.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Seth, why don't you kick off Akira? All right.
1: So, Akira is an anime classic. Uh, came, I saw it for the first time in college, and let us I should have pulled up the information. It came out in 1988. So, this is really kind of classic 1980s anime which yeah. mm-hmm. would kind of would get off into the weird and wooly. But, uh, so Akira is kind of follows around a, uh, follows a motorcycle gang in, uh, well, first off, uh, Tokyo is completely destroyed. Uh, no,
0: you don't say an anime <laughs> where Tokyo's destroyed.
1: Just Jenna. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is the OG destroying Tokyo. Come on. Well, maybe not the OG, but, you know. Thank you. Oh, nice. So, it's destroyed sometime in the 80s, and then it picks up again in 2019. Like, and uh, so you've got uh, New Mega Tokyo, or Neo Tokyo, or Mega Tokyo, or whatever kind of Tokyo they want to call it. But, uh so we're following around. Uh, uh, Kaneda is one of our main characters, and he was the the character you saw walking toward the bike. Mm-hmm. And they they are uh, they go through. So the two characters you really follow are Kaneda and Jenna. Help me out, or Benito. I the two, uh, that's still on my list, Tetsuo. too. Like I said, are, we're, you, are we're, you talking, we're talking
0: about, about stuff
1: about the at the girl? bottom of the barrel. No, Tetsuo. Yeah, you talking about the girl? Yeah. No, not the girl. Uh, Kaneda and Tetsuo. Tetsuo? Yeah. OK. So Tetsuo has a, they're in a in a big uh, motorcycle altercation with a rival gang, and Tetsuo runs into a an escaped lab patient from somewhere else in Tokyo, mm-hmm. and that kind of kicks off the main plot of the uh, like when the government comes and picks up this lab experiment again. They also take Tetsuo because something about their interaction started uh, the development of Tetsuo's mental abilities, right? And telekinetic abilities. And as the movie goes on, you find find out more about. Uh, the program that the government is running where they're uh, developing and experimenting with, uh, with children with psychic abilities and telekinetic abilities. Telekinetic and and telekinetic. Tetsuo's abilities mm-hmm. keep growing and growing. And it creates problems for everyone. And in, and <laughs> in the background of all this, there's civil unrest and uh, politics that are happening behind the scenes. Uh, peop- uh, the different characters all have different motivations for doing what they do. Uh, Tetsuo is kind of going crazy with power, but, that, but that's kind of because he's always felt stifled and without any sort of uh, guidance or any sort of uh, self-determination in his life. So he gets a little bit of power and kind of instantly goes off the dark side, but keeps getting more and more more powerful. And throughout this arc of the story, you're finding out more uh, they gradually give you more information on Akira, who was the source of what happened twenty years ago that destroyed Tokyo originally and so that's kind of the one of the main uh, the main mysteries of the movie is who is Akira and what the, what the hell happened and why is it maybe going to happen again
2: hmm. Yeah,
4: so who's all seen the film then? Did anybody watch it besides Seth and I? I saw it. John, you did? Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's
0: (sighs) been on my list forever and I need to watch it and that's where, because it's like anyone I know who loves anime and considers themselves an aficionado needs to see it. It's It's like you have to see in order to understand as one of those foundational inspiration points uh, to what came after.
4: Yeah, it's really so, fun. It's, it, it, the, I've
0: lost the, nerd cred by not seeing it yet. I understand.
4: <laughs> just the art alone, just imagining drawing every cell well, to make this incredible movie is just amazing to me.
1: Huh. Well, let me see if I can actually pull up this uh, image in its own. T- there we go. So I'm going to share this. this. This image right here is de- is really iconic through through uh, like Western and Eastern media. Yeah. like so many people in both in animation and out of animation have replicated this slide scene from motorcycle slide from Akira. Mm.
3: Hmm. Which is cool, but it has absolutely nothing to do with the movie.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it kind of establishes just how foundational it is. Like that.
3: Oh, yeah, the, the image, image. The image is iconic throughout nerddom now. Yeah. The,
0: the, it's not just the image, it's the motion of the anime. And mm-hmm. because at this time, like Benito brought up, it was all hand drawn cell by cell. So there's a lot more uh, to it than a lot of other.
3: The anime style reminded projects. me of Princess Mononoke for some reason.
0: Which didn't occur till like two decades later, right? Yeah, but it's
3: uh, just the way that it was drawn. It just it reminded me. Two decades later? Right.
0: Or a decade later at least. Let's see.
4: Sorry. Uh, Sorry. That's me.
0: 97. <laughs> oh, so so you, 10 years later. Mononoke uh, John, John was 10 years later.
1: Right. But yeah, for me, Akira just has like so many of those like scenes that are almost iconic where Canada's uh, abilities are, are uh, growing. And there's one scene where he kind of like flips a red cape on the back of him as he's just like gaining self-confidence. And it looks right. so badass. Hmm. And like a tank tries to shoot. Oh yeah, oh, there, there you go. Goes. A tank shoots around at him and he stops it with his mind and the way it's drawn is just so amazing. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, so if
4: you don't get anything out of the story, definitely you'll appreciate the art. That's for sure.
1: All right. But I mean, also, and like while all this is going on, like uh, with Kaneda and Tetsuo kind of having their basically a fight between brothers almost, Yeah. Uh, there's civil unrest, there's students protesting in the street, and police using. <clears throat> On inappropriate amounts of force on them.
0: Like, mm-hmm. This is a straight bloody
1: like movie, but like they, I was watching it and I was like, "Oh, this is uncomfortably
0: timely." Timely, timely
1: yeah, especially hmm. given that the movie happens in 2019. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised by that too. It's like, oh, <laughs> this, in real, this happened last year,
2: and I missed yeah.
1: it apparently, in Tokyo.
2: Huh. What'd you think of it, John?
3: I liked it. I yeah. did. I thought it was... It was entertaining. It had a plot. It had a premise. It had dialogue. It had all kinds of neat things that I liked about it. I just did. a little bit. I know.
1: <laughs> you didn't I'm think it was gonna stop,
2: did you? <laughs> we hoped.
3: <laughs> no, it was a really nice cautionary tale. And it was entertaining, and I enjoyed it a lot. My did.
1: Yeah, definitely one of those science-has-gone-too-far movies.
0: <laughs>
3: exactly. Hmm.
0: But I think there's a good reason for that. Um, since the destruction from World War II, uh, there's a lot of literature and academic studies surrounding why it's continually brought up in pop culture, Japan. Uh, through these storylines of coping mentally with that level of destruction at the hands of science. Mm. And that's why the joke, not so much joke, I made at the beginning is like, Tokyo being destroyed. <laughs>
3: I mean, <laughs> yeah. Surprise.
1: What? I mean, Godzilla got it first. Right.
0: Yep, yeah. And it, Godzilla was a representation of the, the evils of nuclear power and nuclear warfare.
2: So is there any allusion to nuclear um stuff as being the cause of the powers that the guy gets?
1: No, that it was all uh experimentation on gifted kids trying to oh. make their abilities enhance their abilities and make them mm. more extreme mm. and the Akira incident was their big whoopsie. Yeah. Oops.
2: Gotcha. All right.
1: That kind mm. that uh thing uh, you know, uh, in the kind of... I don't know if this was actually true, but you hear the uh, the story of, like, when they were testing the atomic bomb, they were a little bit worried it might ignite the atmosphere.
3: Right. Yeah. Hard enough to stop, but they were a little worried about yeah. that. little worried.
1: Yeah. yeah, this is that. <laughs> Except with psychic, psychic kids.
0: Yeah. All right. So, for those who watched it... Uh, Yes, no, people need to watch that if it's still waiting on their Netflix or Hulu list or whatever list of things to do during COVID crisis.
3: I will say yes. I will also say uh, you need to watch it because you're a nerd. And I'm kind of surprised you've never seen this before. I know.
0: Like I said, it takes a little bit away from my nerd cred.
3: But I saw all that
0: other random anime we talked about in our last podcast. So
1: yeah so akira is a classic and it's a classic for a reason like i think i think it deserves a watch it's aged remarkably well
3: it really has uh
1: like you can obviously tell that it was originally voice acted and synced in the 80s though so there's a little (laughs) bit of disconnect but a little bit of the uh, like mouth is not matching the
2: sort of like watching your godzilla dubbed
1: yeah, there's a little bit of that, but overall, <laughs> the voice acting is remarkably good for one of the, for if you watch it, it watch the dub. Super. So if you yeah. don't like reading, and like on your first watching, I would really recommend not doing the sub just so you, that you can see more of the artwork. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I some people are going to attack me on this, but mm, don't at me. Uh,
2: All right. Sounds good. I will definitely check it out.
1: So I, I guess that's kind of Akira. And I, I, you told me you were going to watch it, which is why I'm going to name this episode Bill the Liar.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, that still works because uh, Bill said he, we need to watch these awesome movies called Under the Skin and also Tusk. And John has been fervently calling him a liar. Well, no, it's like, no, Bill, Bill said
3: he was going to do this, and Bill gives us a list of torture porn to watch, and it's <laughs> not even going to your part, Bill. It's like, damn. Well,
0: well I feel like torturing. Benito could better answer, I don't think Tusk is torture porn. I think there are plenty of other better examples of torture porn versus... There's awesome.
4: There's far better examples. I think with Tusk, you're not getting... You're not getting all the porny parts. You just get the end climax. You it know, is like, not a sex right,
3: I retract that? I take it back. It's not the best bang for your torture porn dog. <laughs> right. So but.
0: speaking of Tusk, it is a brash and arrogant podcaster uh, gets more than he bargained for when he travels to Canada to interview a mysterious recluse who has a rather disturbing fondness for walruses. And I will say I had not realized it was about a podcaster, but considering this came out in 2014 before the podcasting movement really set up, I always actually found it like very predictive on Kevin Smith's part.
3: Yeah. yeah, Which is kind of surprising, because I like, viewed his own documentary on the making of this, uh, which I shared the link to you guys. Did anyone watch it?
1: I watched quite a bit of it
3: he was baked every minute every second of that movie it's like every time he's on camera he is on at some level of uh of doobied up and it's like oh yeah no he's a waking baker
0: he totally admits it i had the chance to hear him speak at planet comic-con uh god in 2015 16 whenever stan lee was there and he was like the man was supposed to only speak for maybe an hour and a half. It went three hours. He is a prolific storyteller, and I'm saying right now, anyone who ever gets the chance to see Kevin Smith live, do so.
3: Hmm. All right. The movie started off um, as a dare. It's like um, they came up with this idea. They found the guy who invented an ad in England somewhere about a guy renting out a room, but the only price you have to pay is you have to wear this walrus suit for an hour every day. And the guy would, like, throw plastic food at him, and that's it. But then Kevin took it to this level. And it's like, on the podcast, which is why the, the documentary I put up is Walrus Yes, it's literally, he, he said, I will make this movie if I get uh, enough tweets that say Walrus Yes, or I won't make it if you want to say Walrus No." And it's like, everyone said walrus, well, yes. So he made this and it's like.
2: Linda, see if you can find a picture of the guy in the walrus
3: suit. He was worried that it was gonna kill
2: well, there's, his-
0: kid. There's plenty of those. <laughs> but he also said in that, that little bit of, um, that little clip I sent out yes. to everyone, which is kind of like a much shorter version of why make this, is that he was out of stories about himself and he loved the rubber suit genre of, of classic sci-fi horror movies, Godzilla, um, yeah, the movie like, rubber. And he, this was like, well, it's an interesting, it was an interesting uh, hoax prank that the guy did posting the, the advertisement. So let's just see what happens. Let's just do something completely different that doesn't match anything I've ever done. You know, yeah. I'm making
3: films about my life. I'm done making a lot of films about my friends. I'm out of ideas. Oh yeah, let's mutilate a human and
5: turn him into a walrus and let's let's film that. It's like so well so I, I thought about because I, I found this movie quite um this like, movie? uh I watched it a little while ago, probably about the beginning of this whole COVID thing. Mm. And it will still come up in my mind occasionally. And uh I think that
3: yeah, I think this is gonna be on my mind for a while. And
5: and I well, so but the way I would describe it is it's it's coffee esque. Meaning, right. meaning. You mean well, Kafka? Uh, I said, yes? Kafka. Did I get that wrong, Kafka. Fran, makes... Yeah, Franz, Franz, Franz Kafka. Kafka. Yeah. Cockroach, that whole thing, transformation. Yeah, yeah, turning yes. into a fly, and um, I think what And this is what what I remember about Franz Kafka stories is there's there's always sort of a joke in there. Um, which is what makes it hard to read, I think. So, like, I think in the in the where he, where he transforms into a fly, like nobody in his life gives a shit. Right, they his family goes go in the other room and finish it. You know.
0: Yeah.
5: And uh, well, this is very similar because, like, as this guy's being turned into a, a a a walrus, really, you find out nobody in his life uh, cared they much. You don't really want him to come back.
2: Yeah, because well, I, I mean, was well.
5: Went, but so anyway, for me, the movie. In
2: the movie started out as a a horror film, but then like halfway through when the uh, French guy comes in, it seems to turn more into a comedy. And that kind of threw me off. I was like, you know, if it had been comedy mixed with horror throughout, I think I would have been better, more okay with it than, you know i'm i'm all invested in this horror film and then it just kind of gets ridiculous in the end and i'm like yeah it's it's kind of lost me at this point um, and i had a lot of questions like you know the guy that's being turned into a walrus he get, when he gets his legs amputated and he ends up finding his cell phone instead of calling 911 or whatever they do no in, in canada well there isn't?
3: Are you sure?
0: I'm like, he wouldn't know. There is no 911 in Canada. And then it's like, so you, you don't know emergency. what the emergency numbers are.
3: Exactly. Mm. You don't know what Canada's emergency number is. So yeah. What are you going to do? Huh?
0: Benito, what do you think?
4: I, I, I literally hate this movie from beginning <laughs> to end.
0: Uh, <laughs> Tell, Tell us why.
4: I just, I hate it. The acting is terrible. It's just the premise is just unbelievably stupid. I just can't, I just can't. And, and I love Kevin Smith. So don't get me wrong. It's not a bash Kevin Smith thing. I just, I just can't do it. I just, I absolutely, I watched it for the podcast. I'd watched it once and hated it. And I thought I'll, I was talking to somebody at work about it and they're like, no, you better give it another try. Cause it's actually really good. So I tried to go in with an open mind and I'm done, I don't know, five minutes in I've, Hated it again. I- Incidentally,
1: Canada does have 911.
4: Literally hate that movie. Wait, yeah. only,
0: literally 9-1- 9-1- 911? Yeah, it says yeah, Canada
2: 911 oh, okay. was adopted in 1972.
0: Okay. The Winnipeg only about-
2: initially used 999, but then they switched.
0: Oh, who cares about Winnipeg? Right.
2: So, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, part- I thought it was. Go ahead, Benito. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. I was just going
4: to say the only part of this movie that I. that I ever get anything out of is, is when he's forced to learn how to swim and he drags him in the water. And
1: mm-hmm. uh,
4: when he, uh, when he starts to go down into the water and you know, I, to me, it's like, you oh. know, take that breath and get it over with. But, right. but seeing yes. the, but seeing the other, the other walrus that had drowned and was starting to decay and you could see that the tufts were screwed into this skull. And yeah, I, I appreciated that scene a lot. I thought that brought, that had a lot of weight and a lot of thought to it. And, and I really appreciate, that's it though that's just that one scene that i can get around or that i can get on uh, grab a hold on to uh, hold on to it but man i don't know guys i'm just not i'm not the one to talk to about enjoying this movie
3: it's not realistic (laughs) the human body couldn't take that kind of shot there's no way that that could happen but i mean that's the part i mean that you didn't like it's like was it not gruesome enough for you. I uh, mean, you're actually I, a professional at gruesome.
0: No, John, he said that's the part he did like. I know, was, but, it's, you know, it's,
3: but he, the way he talked about it is more of professional applause. He gave a little golf clap to Kevin Smith for that. He didn't really say that it it, it it expanded his enjoyment of the movie. He just said, oh, that's cute. I like that. Maybe I'll use that in something I do later. That's <laughs> what I got out of that. In, in, you, you, you professionally complimented Kevin Smith on a piece I, of gruesome horror. So, i
4: appreciated it not on a gore factor but on a
3: technical.
4: uh connecting to the character mm. like you're going under i'm going to take that breath i'm going to end it all but then he but then he sees this thing and for whatever reason he has that light switch that flips and he decides i don't want to kill myself i'm going to go back up and try and endure this but uh yeah i don't know
3: yeah uh, I- what, what, what scene bothered you the most Seth? I
1: didn't watch this movie.
3: Seth! Seth. But, oh, that's right. I, I forgot. Seth loves to comment about things he's never seen or read. Austin. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. I, I, it was something I actually felt bad about up until I learned that Bill didn't watch Akira. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's that, I don't feel bad about not watching Tusk now. Like, given the given the description of the movie, and I watched the trailer, I was just like, oh, "This doesn't really look like it's the thing for me." And then today, I was like, "Nah, I'll go ahead and watch it." But it was off of Netflix, so right. this is part of the problem of just picking things that are coming going off of Netflix at the end of the week, Bill.
3: In that right. case, what part did you find the the most disturbing? Um, Jenna?
0: Uh, In terms of disturbing, this movie is very mild. Like, I think (laughs) that's something me and Benito both can agree on that, like because of our extensive horror history and enjoyment that this is a very mild movie. Um, What, I mean, if I had to say anything that was in terms, what shook me is I've been under major surgery before and have gone through major surgery recovery. I know the shock of waking up from that in the body Mm. and, and the pain. So I could relate to the character going through these various levels of transformation and, um, And it's like the only thing that I could acknowledge that you get to the point of having the suit is you know he's inside a bunch of other people's skin. And again, the detail is that because one of the patches on the side you see is the side of a human face that has an ear on it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, give or take on this movie, even if you don't like the plot, Kevin Smith is a man for detail. And you see a lot of little twists in in the detail of The costuming like he didn't just do it for the sake of whatever there there is attention to detail for reason um some of the views and the uh storytelling and the narration timeline all of it's very purposeful and i appreciated that aspect even if you don't like the movie itself or the or the storyline
4: i I I appreciated
0: um, the experiment and him willing to take a chance
4: i think some of the skin patches really are different ethnicities too Yes. I think there's African American and or uh, yeah Hispanic and and I'm looking now. There's just all kinds of different ones on here.
3: Here's what I found the most horrifying of this whole movie is that at the end, remember he's in that like that hut that he would go to, and his friends are there. Yeah. And and they 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 throw him a raw fish. (laughs) uh, Yeah. He's still human. It's like I think he'd like that cooked. It's like, but. they literally the world is now going to treat him like an animal. Okay, but that that's
5: the unbelievable part. But I, yes. I know the intention, the intention was because I remember uh, listening to an interview was that right when it, when he kills the 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 skin maker. Yeah, that's um, the at that theory. point he actually becomes he actually becomes a walrus mentally. No, I don't I don't think that's believable. Right. I think that's one and, of the problems. And, yeah. and even
2: if that was the case, I would have thought that once his friends rescued him, they would have provided him with some sort of medical attention so that he could be returned to some semblance right. of normalcy. But, but or normal, maybe they maybe, couldn't. And maybe he goes through psychiatric
3: treatment to, to get back
2: well, his That's humanity. what you'd
3: expect. That's what yeah. I mean, if I found you transformed, I would do those things for you eventually. Right. after i got tired of watching you be a walrus for a while thrash around and eat raw fish but i think jenna has something to say
0: i was just gonna say i don't know if you all have ever been in massive pain before like i don't know your backgrounds if you've ever been in in a level where you only, are in a, only when i watch a... anime <laughs> <laughs> only...
2: Jesus
0: Christ. How dare you? I, I know where you live, her. sir. I <laughs> you know where you live, and I so think I know Linda would let me. So um, I trust her to make financial decisions and have like a, a, a insurance on you. Um, no, I don't know what if you all have ever been in intense long-term physical pain and what a mind fuck it is.
3: No, no, I have not. And
0: and I have. And so I could relate to you're an in intense physical shock and pain. You that you're living minute to minute anyway, because of that pain. And now you have no idea if you're ever saved your life is over. Like I felt like he went to the walrus to escape the existential crisis of the physical state and that he has no idea what's going to all control has been taken from him. And that's a weird flip because this is a guy who is a podcaster who has made his, his new, cause he talks about new Wallace. He has made money and fame off of commenting and being in control of other people's images and taking advantage of that and looking from the safety of a computer to make fun of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm. now he is in a state of no control and mm-hmm. others perceiving
3: him. But his humanity is gone. Business. He's now an animal. He literally has no
5: human status
0: whatsoever.
5: Well, uh, actually, hold on. So one of the things that I, I, I found about this that it's it, um, haunting. And, and like I said, it's similar to me to uh, a Kafka novel and I'll, I'll uh, um, which is it's sort of like this game of what's even more horrific than that. And so so like when there's the, when the guy's transforming into the fly, oh, you find out that like, no one gives a fuck. So that's like even more horrible than being transferred into a
0: fly. Well, or, so just to, just to actually, it's one level lower. And if that's what makes it so intense, he's, I don't even think it's a fly. It's a cockroach.
5: Maybe it's a cockroach. A pest. It a long time. Or uh, I think in the trial, he, he wrote a book, I think called the trial. Mm-hmm. like that. And the guy is put on trial, convicted of murder, or not convicted of murder, but convicted, but never finds out what his accusation was. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. horrific, but there's this whole another level that's not mentioned.
3: So you want to do a Kafka analysis of, of, of Tusk? It's like, through uh, uh, all that,
5: that post-Purge Stalin-inspired... Uh, uh, well, right but but here's the, the part with the Tusk. So here's, here's a guy that... Um, as a podcaster is a bastard barely human and at the end he's a walrus and he cries a little mm-hmm. that Which sums it up <laughs> dust, right? so i looked at it here as a human who
3: was mutilated and he's crying because no one will help him and they're throwing oh, cold you fish. Wrong, John. Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> you know through the lens of kafka i can see how you can well, I think it was. I think
0: it's a good comparison.
3: <clears throat> yeah, because but it, she it actually is. It's like I, I didn't think I forgot about reading
5: uh, *Metamorphosis* um, a long time ago for me too.
3: And, so. and it was what what I now remember. You reminded me is that he turned into a cockroach, and you're right, nobody cared. Nobody, nobody <laughs> even said anything about him being a cockroach, and it's that's kind of how that was near the end. He's a walrus. Okay, then that—that's he's a walrus.
2: Well, and I think it, it was interesting that she says at the end that her father tells her the one thing that separates humans from animals is that humans can cry. Yeah. And then they turn to leave him with the raw fish and you see him crying. So, yeah. you know that there's still a human in there, um, but basically they've turned their back on him and left.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing. He kind of turned his back on her. Yeah. Right. uh and the way he was treating her and, and cheating his, on her yep and his partner who he made fun of uh mm-hmm. and diminished behind his back
3: yeah like um,
0: it was himself first
3: they were both cheating on him though well but i think he started he
0: started it, it. He
3: started it. perhaps that is true yes but yeah still i mean i i, I it just the idea of, of of them throwing a cold fish to him Oh, like, wait a minute.
4: Well, let's look at that. So, the so maybe that was the last time they ever see him. And the cold fish is the middle finger. Fuck you, we're out. Well, right. they,
3: they seen yeah. horror movie happened, right
1: there. But...
2: What was that, Seth?
1: That's horror movie right there. Like the middle throwing them the throwing him the fish. So that's the middle finger, and they're out, leaving well, him they, there. They, they and... did
3: express a great deal of sadness at that time. But yeah, that might have been the last time they go. It's like we just simply there's no more that we can do. You are a walrus, we're people. We're gonna do people things. Uh, ciao, have a nice day.
0: Uh, and it's, so, and then I also, because because I did see Kevin Smith speak to this, It's. I accept it for what he was just trying to see what he could do. It, it's an interesting, it would have made maybe a, a better short story instead of a movie. Um, because the prank, it was an interesting one. And, yeah. uh, I do think there is a kernel of something there that you have to appreciate creatively, creativity wise, because even Johnny Depp was willing to do this mm-hmm. and just be a part of the experiment. Cause I don't know if, cause I didn't get a chance to watch the link that you posted, John, because I felt like, um, having heard Kevin Smith talk about it. It was, uh, I was pretty equipped for this podcast. Cool. Uh, him, him and Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, they're close friends. Like, I don't know if you all realize, those were their daughters, the two mm-hmm. clerks. Yeah. No, I <laughs> uh, I yeah, the clerks, uh, that's Kevin Smith's daughter and Johnny Depp's daughter, huh. who then, Kevin Smith later took and made yo- yoga hosers, which a lot of people had, like, a problem mm-hmm. with, but what? that point had been for that movie was to create a, a sci-fi B movie that young girls could look at, at you know, midnight on a Saturday night and look up to, like he looked up to those cheesy sci-fi films at a midnight showing on TV when he was a kid. Hmm. He wanted to give young girls that same B film, cult classic, here are your heroes.
3: Are hmm. we gonna watch Yoga Hosers
0: for this show? No, maybe Um, I am am down with that, but no. So it's, it's, I think artists, and he is a true artist, have to be able to do and go and do whatever they want, even if you don't like it. It, Again, I don't, maybe his story, it's not a great story, but his attempt, you could see he still put everything that he knows how to do skill-wise into it.
3: I thought it was, uh, it was disturbing, which is everything I think that's the emotion he wanted me to have. I think he wanted me to be disturbed. Oh, yeah. He was oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it wins. It's like um, uh, Justin Long being transformed. It's like was a little it was weird. Mm. I, I really, you know, I think it would have been happier if it had been Shia LaBeouf. Because like, I don't <laughs> I, would, I, I would love to, to see Shia LaBeouf transformed into a walrus. That would be that would actually be a comedy for me.
2: Benito, is there mm. anything in the film, if if you were to have input on it, is there a way you would have changed it to make it more appealing to you?
4: I think being in the industry has jaded me for sure, but um, I thought it was shot too bright. I thought anytime mm-hmm. the walrus was around or anytime we saw yeah. it, mm-hmm.
3: it was That's too bright call. in your
4: face and the, mm. it should have been a lot darker seen what I could have I could have bought the rubber suit more it, I could have I could have believed more of it if it if it would have been just a little bit darker I think
2: yeah
4: I think anytime that you that you drown something in light which I you shoot that way but then you bring your levels down later I don't there's just there. I don't. there's just yeah. so many things like even yeah. the now that mm-hmm. you've talked about Jen about the rubber suit homage okay if that's really what you're going for he pulled it off because even the stitches look like they're made right out of rubber yeah like it just looked I was so far taken out of it just immediately. Um, But my input would be, God, it's Kevin Smith though. And like you said, he used the tools that he has and what he knows and what's been successful to him. And I think if he would have stepped outside of, and then of course, maybe it's not Kevin Smith, but if he maybe would have stepped outside, if you're going to do a whole different genre, genre and a whole different thing, then step out of your box of what you know and maybe try some things and maybe, I don't know. Get some input from some people who do do things like that, or I don't. So, I, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I just there's everything about yeah. this
5: movie. Right?
0: Don't apologize. And and here's where I think you're right. I feel like he shot this film like he shot the shit monster and Dogma. Yeah. Yeah. And he should he should have gone outside of the shit monster and Dogma.
4: Right. So well, I, see, even in this still, this blood is the most ridiculous, dumb
0: yeah very uh,
4: red paint blood that right yeah but again i may be i may be jaded you know maybe people watch this and the just the representation of blood is enough for them or or whatever but
3: well i mean does kevin smith he doesn't usually go through like studio distribution does he so he kind of actually um has very little supervision on what he does he does
0: in his recent stuff he used to go through studio But then, like, he found, like, so he used to do Miramax, for example, and then he found out Harvey Weinstein did what he did. So now, Kevin, like, for Clerks, any movie that had Miramax and Harvey Weinstein behind it, he donates all the funds to, like, I think women's support groups.
3: Did this have any kind of distribution network? Because I feel if he was affiliated with the studio on this, they would have sent some technical experts to...
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, this was, I believe, from him only. Like, in some, like, random support
4: groups yeah like i just kept thinking jay and silent bob were gonna knock on the door at some point and <laughs> looking for somebody who talked bad about, <laughs>
3: talked about the hey, movie did you and, notice uh, though that when they were talking to the that, that, that one detective guy in the restaurant yeah the, yeah. Rest- the restaurant was movies oh <laughs> yeah it, this was set in the view askew universe it's like oh, really? it really really it's like now i have to look at jay and silent bob and know that there's some guy who's a walrus up in canada somewhere
1: so as someone who didn't see the movie i have a question a question that i thought exactly when i heard the premise for this movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that is turning a person into a walrus is a lot of work and trouble
0: <laughs> why not
1: just buy a walrus that's because right.
0: he was trying to kill a man in himself, I think. There's a whole dark backstory behind the, the main character. Right. Like the main villain, I should say.
1: To answer okay. that question, as long, to, as, as, long to. as he wasn't just like, I want a walrus. And the easiest way to get one is to kidnap a podcaster <laughs> yeah. and turn him into one.
2: Yeah, no, he was doing, he actually had made a number of walruses, attempted walruses before he got to this guy. And they were all, they were all failures. But also at the end, he dons a walrus suit because in the film or in the story, when you see the flashback, this walrus uh, uh, saved his life. Uh, he was in a at sea in a shipwreck. The walrus saved his life and somehow got him to uh, an island. And so the walrus kind of took care of him, but then he ran out of food. And so eventually he killed the walrus and began eating him. And mm-hmm. right about that point, the rescue ship comes. And he realizes if he just waited a little longer, he wouldn't have had to kill his friend, Wallace the walrus. Mm-hmm. And so... He he wants to go and relive that moment, but he wants to do it. He wants to be a walrus, and he wants this other walrus that's a man to understand the fight, and he wants to have the two of them sort of have a, a fight on an equal footing to see who can survive. Mm-hmm. And um, But we see his true nature at the end because as soon as – The walrus that he made starts to get the upper hand. He actually throws off his walrus suit and picks up something, I don't know, a spear or something, because he's going to kill the walrus that he made anyway. Um, sort of like reliving what he actually did. But it turns out that the walrus that he made gets the upper hand because he's just furious and he drives his tusks into him and, and ends up killing him. So it was kind of a weird thing where just getting a walrus wouldn't have made, had the same impact because mm-hmm. the walrus that he got would not have understood the story because he tells this guy the story. Mm-hmm. So he knows what he's supposed to do. Uh-huh. okay. <clears throat> yeah.
0: And, and you definitely get the impression that there's this uh in your face storyline of men create their own monsters
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. um
0: whether they make themselves into monsters or through their greed and their action they create other they they treat people and children in such a way as that they go off and become monsters right so i yeah. don't know it's um it's it's not a live film. It's not a tongue-in-cheek comedy. It's, uh, if you love Kevin Smith, but you can't take him going outside of the realm you're used to, you probably shouldn't watch it. Watch it, All right. But if you can uh, take it as a movie in Kevin Smith's growth to just try and do something else uh, and, and see how it, this, I think, leap into Tusk, allowed him then turn around and take that bravery and go do other things yeah. like yoga hosers to be <laughs> like, well, if I could do tests, then I'm going to fucking make this awesome film for <laughs> teenage girls yeah. uh, to look up to the way I did. That drew me into media and movie making. Then, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's just, a, I think a turning point point in his, what he thinks is possible for himself.
3: Have yeah. you seen uh, yoga hosers Jenna? Hmm? have you seen yoga hosers
0: no i just remember here it's one of those things again it's in my barrel it's been in my list for years since i heard him talk about it
3: Absolutely. and i just haven't
0: had the chance to do it
3: the second part of the tusk trilogy is yoga hosers there's supposed to be a third one coming out so, <laughs> so it's a trilogy
2: Did and it-
0: i think the third one might be about guy Le like johnny depp's character hmm. Which, uh, there's a reason that in the credits he says Guy LaPont, because he came in, I don't, I don't, I think Kevin Smith might have said he wasn't even paid. He just wanted to have a fucked up nose and be in costume and do a <laughs> I ridiculous act. He
3: ended up doing it for just that reason. Literally, <laughs> literally, literally my I point is that
4: this movie is useless. Don't watch it.
3: Like I would agree. I find it disturbing. You're you're the number one fan of Under the Skin, aren't you, Benito? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, I mean Scarlett Johansson is a
0: work of art, if nothing else. Right.
3: I'm not going to deny that. I'm not. But and it's like you know what? I'm going to say Under the Skin had some of the best cinematography I've ever seen. Some of the most beautiful shots of nature. I do.
1: And ScarJo was amazing in it. Yes, like, she, she was. was. It was phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. Jane, well, yeah, she had, it she had to be acting too, because Jenna.
3: there was no dialogue. I was going to say I, I was she We're bad. on a podcast
1: with like us, with Linda and a, a bunch of other men, and yet you're the one who's the most thirsty for ScarJo here.
0: she's She is my <laughs> birthday twin. <laughs> and i love
4: her <laughs> that's funny well okay we'll do the thing like I, you do it at the end of every one of these movies i'm gonna say everybody should see tusk so that they can form their own opinion okay so if become? you're asking me should they see it i would say yes. see tusk
2: all right but you didn't like it no okay and Audie, did, did you know. have you seen it
0: nope
2: okay so and we know seth hasn't know. seen it so charles you saw it uh, I'd did you? Say
5: if, did, you were, if um, yeah, see a If you like being disturbed, go see it. <laughs> right. If you, uh, if you don't like being disturbed, because I actually, even though it's silly, it's a silly movie, but I found it very disturbing. I found yep. that a couple days later, <laughs> it was still in my head. Yeah, yeah. it was kind Me of disturbing.
2: It was so, disturbing. What if you that, are disturbed? Should you see it?
5: Whoa! <laughs> no. no.
0: No, it, it's a, it evokes a deep emotional response, whether you love it or hate it. And, yeah. uh, like we watched it just before going to bed and Ooh. I was like, man, we really shouldn't That's have watched it before idea. going to bed. And I said this in the dark and Aaron started laughing at me. He's like, I was actually just about to make a walrus noise at you. And I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> no,
2: no. Would have been awesome. All right. So Jenna, did you like it or hate it?
0: I just accepted it for what it was.
2: All right. So would you recommend recommend people see it?
0: If you're a Kevin Smith, uh, if you are a lover of Kevin Smith, like I said, I think you need to see it at least once to understand how his career shifts.
5: Okay.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, and Charles, did you like it personally?
5: I'm going to say it was definitely better than Chasing Amy.
2: (laughs) Okay. I don't think I've seen that, but okay. All right, and John, your thoughts?
0: I will say it was better than Swiss Army Man. Swiss Army Man was a kind of a lot of horseshit. (laughs) I
5: don't know if I've seen that. I have not seen that. (laughs) I don't know. It was was all right to me. It was okay. But it's
3: like, I I agree with Jenna. It's like, you should see it. It's good. It's like like, like she said, she was disturbed. And that's what he was going for. It is a disturbing movie. If you have a set idea of what Kevin Smith does, you should be fully prepared that this is not going to be like that. It's going to change your view of Kevin Smith, and the View Askew universe. It's like Jay and Silent Bob movies are going to have a slightly different meaning because now you have to know that there's a walrus living somewhere in Canada uh, after this movie. But yeah, it's like it, it was. It you know, was it's a-
0: not real, right, John?
3: There's <laughs> the View Askew universe. Uh, right. Well said, Linda. <laughs> so it's and- in the same universe.
4: Yeah. I felt I felt 100% it was. I felt like this is a Kevin Smith movie 1000%.
2: Yeah.
4: 1000%. I didn't I don't didn't think it was anything different or out of the ordinary.
3: Would it inform me better if I watched like Red State or Cabin in the Woods? I mean,
0: no, Cabin in the Woods is not Kevin Smith that
3: oh, okay. Josh Frieden. My bad. Uh would would Red State help me understand this better? No, just
0: that Red State he even said uh, was kind of like his last movie that he had feel like other things to tell stories about from his life that he was interested in, not hmm. this random out of the blue thing.
4: I guess I need to see Red State. I didn't even... Yeah,
3: I, don't haven't know, I, seen that. I, I haven't seen it either. So huh.
0: Next time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Red State. Well, I mean, we won't watch it next time unless it's going off of Netflix.
3: <laughs> Did well, listen, on Netflix? listen, Seth,
2: I think we know <laughs> one thing. Given no deadline, people tend to push stuff off like I did with Akira.
1: Really? Because I think yeah. you were just pushing it off because it was a cartoon.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you ever had any intention of watching it. Yeah. No, I did. I,
2: I wanted to watch it. I planned to watch it. And now that That's you that. don't have any reason to
1: watch it, it's you not. won't watch it Do at you all. You
3: have any more free time, Bill. It's quarantine. You have all the time to watch. He's working. A kid. He is not. I am He's working. working. He's not I have working a job. 24 hours a day, seven days. He's working less because I know you at least save the time for the drive to work. I mean,
0: <laughs> you know, that's 10 minutes, right? Under 10 minutes. Yes.
3: So, over a course of a week, that's more than enough time to watch. You know, the whole, at least somebody. We could, we, we could them. to watch uh, Rick What's and Morty. That's a cartoon. Oh, Rick and Morty's so good. Yeah. Rick and Morty's awesome. What were we saying, Benito?
4: I, we we could ground uh, Bill from D and D until he watches. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, go right ahead. Go right ahead. He's dead anyway. Gonna need a ten page
3: essay <laughs> no, on uh, Sarah, Bill, before you
0: can. What? What good? Yeah. Oh
3: shit. An so, play uh, a character. You're my zombie anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Red State's interesting and it feels timely too, because really? like, um, I watched this back when it first came out. Uh, yeah, set in middle America, a group of teens receive an online invitation for sex, so they soon encounter fundamentalists with a much more sin- sinister agenda.
1: Ooh. Oh, that sounds, that sounds topical. Very vaguely yeah. realistic.
0: So uh, yeah. That, All right. right.
1: Well, uh, do we got anything else on any final thoughts on any of the movies we've talked about today? I don't think uh, so. Uh, I,
0: I think if nothing else, people need to just uh, stretch their creative uh, watching legs and get outside of your try something old, try uh, something new. Oh,
4: yeah you guys I have seen Red State. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Now that okay. I know what it is. Okay. All right. Sorry. I just Good no, I did the
0: same thing just now, Benito. So I get it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't
4: realize I'd seen it, but yeah, I really, really like that movie. Okay.
2: Cool. Mm. All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for another episode. We hope you'll uh, consider checking out the movies at least that we talked about and see what you think. And uh, if you like them or hate them, feel free to let us know. Leave Um, a comment. Yep, leave a comment. If you've
0: got another movie you think we should review or watch or be horrified by, leave a comment.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and if you liked what you heard today, remember to like and subscribe and maybe go ahead and check out the other uh, shows on the Synergy Nation such as Go RPGs with our good friend and now frequent guest, uh, Benito Garcia. Thank you. For, thanks for having me on. I always have so much fun. I, I like that
4: not everybody has the same opinion and it. it's, it's fun to hash things out. So
2: It is, it is. Well, we appreciate you being on. Thanks, Benito. Yeah. So, all right, well, thanks, everybody. I, I we'll see you again.
3: That, I value your opinion that Under the Skin is a movie. That is... <laughs>
1: And John's got to get the last barb in.
2: So, (laughs) all right. Well, thanks everybody. We'll see you again in two weeks. Take care. Be safe. Bye bye.
3: Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now. Please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.